Someone in front of me is buying a bottle of champagne, obviously anticipating a great victory today. So, Tony, uh, it's Saturday afternoon in London, and it's a hot one. The whole city, the whole country transfixed by what's going to happen this afternoon in Russia. England is in a quarterfinal of the World Cup, and everyone's going to be out on the streets and filling the pubs watching with expectation that uh, this team can, as they say, bring it home. It's coming home. It's like a mantra that's repeated over and over and over here again. A bit like Dorothy clicking her heels together in the Wizard of Oz. There's no place like home. I'm off to catch up with Max Rushton. Max, our good friend, uh, podcast genius himself, the Guardian Football Podcast, host of Talk Sports and a regular with us. Um, football veteran, but also a fan. And he's as nervous as a bride on her wedding day today. It's quite hilarious. So we're going to watch the game with Max and, and ride the wave with him, which should be a lot of fun. So, Tony, I've ducked into the local Waitrose, which is sort of kind of like the kind of upmarket supermarket, because you can't turn up to someone's house for a football game without some beer. And so I'm buying some some Camden Hells Lager, which um, is kind of an attempt at craft brewing here, I think, local. Um, but just never make it cold enough. But um, today I don't think it's going to matter so much, so I'll purchase this and I'll be... Uh, a good guest for Max. So I think he's trying to barbecue today as well. Someone in front of me is buying a bottle of champagne, obviously anticipating a great victory today. The guy on the, um, on the checkout, though, is not used to uh, selling bottles of champagne because England never wins, so... Had to, get the, had to get the manager over to help him to take off the security cap on, on top of the champagne, Tony. <laughs> he might be busy this week, though. Hey, Max, it's Francis. G'day. How are you, Max? How are you? Coming, buddy. How are you feeling? Yeah. Um, yeah, a bit nervous. Yep. Yeah. As you should be. Oh, that bloody song, it's everywhere. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm singing and let me tell you something. Oh, yeah, good idea. So Max, here we are in your lair, your trendy hipster lair. Yeah. In where are we exactly? Uh, we're in. I mean, if you want to be really hipster, we're in Shoreditch. <laughs> Truthfully, we're in a place called Old Street, which is at the right side of the roundabout if you're old and grey like me. <laughs> so it's quiet. Uh, it's 14 minutes till kickoff, so I'm not going to give you any sense. No, that's okay. But um, you didn't want to be in a crowd. You didn't want to be with everyone. You're, you just wanted to go through this on your own and you've invited me along to, to, to be your shadow guide for the day. I'm, I'm, I'm privileged and a little bit frightened. Yeah, well, I mean, there, there will be three other people who are doing the Guardian podcast tonight, yeah. uh, presumably coming, unless, you know, this is a, a sign of how they feel about me having worked with me for a month. Um, I, yeah, I, I don't want to watch it in a pub. What's interesting about the World Cup, isn't it, is that it brings the country together, which is great, but it also brings a lot of people into pubs to watch football who don't sit in pubs and watch football. So I find it quite... I'm in no way uh, an authority, but I can't listen to people talking very loudly about football who clearly don't understand it at all, <laughs> saying things that are so patently wrong. And I will be quiet for a bit and then I will try and engage by explaining why someone might be playing well even if they haven't scored a hat-trick. For example, or they're just playing a sensible pass backwards and the people are like, 
screaming, don't go backwards. You're like, no, play your way you're facing is a sensible thing to do. I'm already getting angry with these people that I'm not with in a pub. So... All the, all, the, all the sort of little Gareth Southgate's out there that think they could coach England that after four beers are, are you know, calling the shots in the technical area. Yeah, I can't. I can't. And, and also, I'm not, a very, I'm not a very good company when the game's on either. I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to be fun for you. I'm, I'm in my own world. I'm trying to cook a barbecue for these five people who haven't turned up. And in a way, that, that's nice because it takes away from my focus of just the abject terror of watching England. Um... So yeah, I just I just wanted to I just want to win. Or you I just, just wanted to be over. That's what you're about to say. There was no enjoyment. In fact, there was a study, an academic study recently that that basically said it's actually it's not good for you to be a football fan. No. It's not. It's not healthy. Look at us both. Yeah, you you'll actually be better off really liking like fields of corn and then every week going to the same field and watching it. You'd actually have a nicer existence. You'd be healthier. You'd be happier you have less sort of abject misery in, in your life having said that it is the hope that kills you and it's the hope that I right now I look at the side of the draw I'm getting ahead of myself I'm doing, making all the mistakes Sweden aren't a bad side on paper we should beat them but it doesn't mean anything and I, I just I just really hope I just really hope we win does today feel like England, watching England did when you were a little boy. Is that the timelessness about it? You still feel that same anxiety, the same feeling, the same expectation that you did as 10-year-old Max watching watching Glenn Hoddle and those guys playing football? I think in many ways it's it's worse because when you're 10, right, you don't you don't realise how rarely your country will do well, you know, and you just also, you know, you're so consumed with your own world that, uh, you know, five minutes after full-time... You, all you care about is a peanut butter sandwich or, or, or you know what your friends think of your new hat whereas now I realise I'm 39 this is the this is probably our best opportunity okay 90 tell you 90 but you know it's our best opportunity since then so what are we saying that's that's every 20 years right every 20 years means I've got two more shots at this before I'm dead right so 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 like putting it into some sort of context Really, if we don't do it this time, I'd probably never see it. Well, I'm going to let you go and compose yourself, and maybe I'll check in with you at halftime to see how things yeah, have yeah. gone. But, uh, yes, I'm really interested to watch an Englishman cook a barbecue too. That's a sort of anthropo- anthropological <laughs> exercise. And regardless of what else happens in the football field today, it will be worth the trip. Just a dirty bar now. <laughs> Praying for the bar. England go one up, Max. It's just live now. I <laughs> uh, see. I was just saying how important it was for us to be patient, and I've been. It's now basically it's just booking the flights for the final. That's, that's what I'm thinking about. And where did this kid Maguire come from? Uh, he's a brilliant footballer. So Max is multitasking. On a really this important a day for him. Report. This is a half-time sausage report for, okay. for the World Cup road trip podcast, watching an Englishman cook a barbecue. To be clear... How would you, I, do, how would I you would describe have, what you've I, got going on here? Anemic. It's an anemic barbecue <laughs> because I put it on early. Yes. But then 
See that 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 bub that hamburger looks like it's it's not done yet. Oh, it's, it's almost like steak tartare on one side and carbon dated back to the, the so Stone Age the on the other. Barbecue's not hot enough, right? <laughs> You're an expert, you know, <laughs> smug Australian expert. Should I shut the top door? Will no, you do it. And let's talk about football. Um, Can you feel it? Can you feel I, I, a win? I, I mean, I, half time one nil. Harry Maguire. Genuinely. I mean, what have Sweden offered? Sweden have offered nothing. Like they're not, a, they're not a great football team. Once they're down, they're, look, they're hard to beat, they're hard to break down. I think we were right to be patient. I, uh, why are you laughing at me? I'm, you know, I'm, trying to be, I'm trying to be earnest about this. I think, uh, yeah, we should win. We, we absolutely should win. Whether we will or not, well, look, if you've been an England fan for any amount of time, you, you don't have that confidence. Is it possible they've finally got this group of young players together at the right time? playing well together this is the first time first time for a long time and, 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 and the right manager and the right sort of spark and the right feeling about it. they're well managed they're well run they're so likeable Max yeah they're like they are they're very like they're all like you know I'm our best friends with all of them and I uh, no I mean I oh, this sausage is shit isn't it <laughs> It's not about the sausages today, Max. It's about the football. So, what, come on. What, you, look, you're an Australian. Yes. How do I rectify this? Just let me take care of it for a second. Yeah, okay. Okay. You go and watch the football. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> yep. Oh. Yes! Come on! Come on! England has scored their second goal. Max's sausages are cooked. This is the perfect day. It's the absolute. I'm, I'm sorry, but I'm going to get the sausages. <laughs> well, what news have I got for you, Francis? Uh, I did just see the Inspired by Respect, the new fragrance by David Beckham, is now available at Chemist Warehouse. Um, but perhaps more relevantly, it does look like. It might be coming home, Francis. It's 87 minutes. They're 2-0 up. Man, oh, man, it's all about to get nuts. You're over there, so no doubt you're going to share with me the wonderful, hopeful overindulgence of, uh, of English people. You're over there, Francis, so you'll hopefully be able to, uh, to tap me into a, an entire population of Brits main veining hope uh, but for my part all I've seen is a side that is pretty admirable really, clearly superior to Sweden and uh, and right in this So don't look down Max, don't look down, you're the man on the wire now, into the semi-final um, the, the weird thing is, is it was just so straightforward so I, I have literally no frame of reference of how I meant to behave about a really regulation victory in the quarterfinal of a World Cup. What am I meant to do? There was no stress, there was no panic. It was all just quite easy. I don't think Sweden were very good, but I I'm 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 lost because I'm not used to knowing this this must be how it feels to be a Germany football fan. Which is just like semi finals sort of what we should do really. So you're not able to wear your self-loathing hair shirt that usually comes with a goalkeeping howl or a penalty shootout loss. That, yeah, that's your comfort zone for, as an English football fan. You don't have that now. No, there was no screaming. There was no panic. There was no swearing. I went and did the barbecue halfway through the second half. <laughs> I, I was almost hosting. You know, it, it, it was... Uh, yeah, it's... A, look, they played really well. A lot of great performances. It's always hard, isn't it, when you 
in a game because you go, well, will Sweden bad or will, did we make them look bad? But but they didn't. It doesn't matter. We're in the semi final and, and Croatia have a lot of yellow cards. So the the dream is either Russia win and then run out of their energy, or uh, uh, Croatia get through but every one of their players is suspended. <laughs> Are you going to get in your larder and drive across Europe to get to the final, Max? Um, I'm in negotiations with everyone to get to Moscow. It's going to be technically difficult, but as I've said already, this is this is not going to happen again in my lifetime. So that's a yes. <laughs> we'll take it as a yes. Heading back into the tube station after England's win, and everybody's singing that song. It was a good song once. There's so many tuneless drunks ruining <laughs> Three Lions. Oh, talk about killing the vibe. Anyway, they're entitled to their joy. They're having the summer of their lives. They could win it, you know, Tony. Think about that for a minute and all its consequences. England could win the World Cup. Deep breath, everyone. And there's no getting away from it, Tone. The English are very excited about the prospect of playing in a World Cup final. I don't begrudge them that at all. Of course, we'd be nuts for it. We'd be losing our minds. So, yep, we get all that. But you don't have to scratch very deep underneath the surface to discover this about it as well. Just underneath all the joy and expectation in the festival of football is that resentment, memory, a journey of conquest rather than discovery, the hearing of grievances for a lost empire, us versus them. Can you imagine an Australian crowd playing Japan and then talking about the, the bombing of Hiroshima and the victory in World War II? Will we ever do that? Of course we wouldn't. And that's what gets me about England football. And it's like this last outpost of empire, this last British bulldog that's still barking away. And I want to join the community of nations in the spirit of the World Cup so much. They want to own it, they want to bring it home. And they're entitled to. It's just not for me. German bombers, World War II, for fuck's sake, haven't we got beyond that? Apparently not. This is the world we live in. What a time to be alive. So, Tony, uh, yes, this is the enigma, the conundrum that is my relationship with this country. I'm in Hyde Park. There's about 70,000 people here. It's British summertime. That's a series of concerts. I've just seen The Ride, one of my favourite indie bands from the 90s, just absolutely mesmerised people. And before that, Interpol and The Cure are on stage next. Uh, and it's a beautiful night here. And there's just this sort of sense of lightness about everything at the moment, which um, is kind of... Wonderful. I'm not here to ruin anyone's buzz. It's great. And this country in summertime is just magnificent. I've been here the last two summers, and that says a lot about my predilections. <laughs> I like coming here. I like being part of this. Even though what I talked about before makes my skin crawl. But, you know, every country, we, we have our demons, 
we mask them and dress them up in different ways. We're not immune from the worst of ourselves. And they just do it differently to us. So I shouldn't judge. I know that. And um, they do some things better. Like this. This is special. This is what's great about England and Britain. And there's a sense maybe that this whole football thing, this is a theory of mine just of recent, is that given all of the, the ructions, the division, the fear, the nastiness of Brexit and the uncertainty, that maybe football has made England fall in love with itself again for the first time in a long time. I don't know how long that lasts, but right now it feels like they're happy to be here again. You know what? Given how bad it can get and how nasty, we'll take that every time. Anyway, just rambling along in the English summertime and uh, about to watch The Cure. Don't have any red lipstick, feeling very, very vulnerable. I've got no hair, so I can't do my old crimp and tease number and defy gravity, but I'm going to enjoy it anyway, Tone. You know I will. I've just uh, watched the conclusion of Croatia and Russia and uh, congratulating myself on some terrific taping work. Uh, I thought to tape the subsequent Tour de France highlights package, which meant that uh, I got to watch the entire game. Um, I didn't sit up for it, having done the first game, uh, but it was an amazing one. And uh, and Russia, unlucky. That was so close. That Modric penalty in the shootout was very, very line ball and at conveyor, probably my favourite goalkeeper of the tournament um, just just had the heartache of it spilling over the line and and so farewell to Russia uh, they go out, been a terrific host and uh, and a very good team at the World Cup as well and, and Croatia who have the habit of going deep, they've, I think they've only been to two World Cups and both times uh, semi-finalists so you know that's a pretty incredible uh, stat um, but, you know, England, Croatia, I think England will be fancying themselves. It's uh, possibly your nightmare coming true, Francis. Um, and the other one, France, Belgium, um, the neighbours going at it first on Wednesday. So I can't wait. It's going to be great. Go to supersimplecards.com. They've sponsored our World Cup road trip and they offer a great range of greeting cards for all occasions with simple, classy designs. So go to supersimplecards.com, buy yourself a pack of 6, 10 or 12 cards and never be caught short a greeting card again. And if you use the offer code WORLDCUP while purchasing, you'll get 10% off your order and free shipping. Supersimplecards.com. Get on them. This is Acast Recommends. Every week we pick one of our favorite shows and this is one we think you're going to love. 
I'm Molly Hockey. I'm an actor, writer, comedian. I'm 40, I'm single, and I'm trying to get pregnant, so I started SpermCast. I interviewed potential sperm donors, doctors, witches, scientists, surrogates. I did hilariously awkward home inseminations. I got pregnant. I had a miscarriage. I laughed. I cried. A lot. I got sperm from a sperm bank and started fertility treatments. Now here I am in season three. If you're pondering motherhood or in the thick of trying to get there, or if you just like comedy and watching a woman lose her ever-loving mind in real time, subscribe now to SpermCast. ACAST is home to the biggest podcast from the U.S. and around the world. Subscribe to this show and hundreds more now via ACAST or wherever you get your podcasts.